0: Hello, everyone. First of all, thank you all for being there. This is our very first climate talk here at Porto Protocol. Uh, Let me thank you for accepting this invitation. We find this a really important topic, which is why we decided to start with it. Let me first introduce, before I introduce you, let me first introduce first first Porto Protocol and then our climate series. I want to thank everyone that's on the other side of the screen. Porto Protocol is today a foundation founded by, Port, by Taylor Sports, but it is an initiative that was born out of the climate change leadership events that took place in Porto in 2018 and 2019, where we discussed uh, solutions for the wine industry to
1: by its participants to do
0: more for climate change. Now, nowadays, as we speak, we count on hundreds of members from across the world and across the whole wine value chain to do more for climate change. So what we're trying to do is for you to share solutions, challenges, experiences, so we can build a collective and collaborative voice to respond in a much efficient and faster way to climate change. Now, moving on to what brought us here today, and the reason why we're going to discuss this elephant in the room, and why we called it, uh, why we called sustainable packaging in wine an elephant, is because it is a given fact that the bottle and transportation are the two major contributors to the carbon footprint of wine, the wine value chain. Uh, And so, what we believe as well is that uh, though they are the major contributors, they are also the aspects producers are focusing less on. And so what we have is invited here t- three major players of this industry, and I'm going to uh, quickly introduce them before they do it themselves. I'm going to start with Nicolas Kile from uh, Crimson Wine Group from The US representing wine itself, in a way, you're representing wine here, uh, Nicholas. Uh, Crimson Wine Group has several vineyards across various wine regions in the states. If I'm not correct, if I'm uh, correct, me if I'm wrong, Santiago Navarro brings a really disruptive uh bottle for the wine industry in a flat shape and made out of 100% recycled PET, yes. And Tiago Moreira da Silva is one brings BA Glass, one of the major players in glass uh, around the world. Now, thank you all for being on that side. We hope uh, we'll be controlling as much as we can the questions you'll be doing. And now to start this debate, I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves in one minute and in two words, in a couple of words, to tell us what climate change is to you. And we're going to start with Nicholas.
2: All right. Well, good morning, everyone. First, uh, it's morning here. I live in Portland, Oregon, on the west coast of the United States, so it's uh, it's nine a.m. here. Yes. It's always always a pleasure to uh,
3: um, to talk about a. Uh, um... Before I start to introduce myself, I want to say that I hope everyone out there is safe and healthy.
2: Um, and, uh, um, and how much I love our wine industry. So I think about everybody in every corner of the world where you are and how, um, how difficult it is for many of us. So I, my, my thoughts to all of you and your families. Uh, I am the uh, uh, chief winemaking uh, and operations officer here. So I'm in charge of production for the Crimson Wine Group. We manage uh, six wineries and uh, uh, the associated estate vineyards on the west coast. Uh, three wineries in California, one in Oregon, and two in Washington State. That's what I do.
0: All right. Thank you. Santiago?
4: Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Santiago from London. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Garcon Wines. And as Martha correctly um, introduced us, we're the inventors of a flat wine bottle. Uh, So flat as a shape innovation
3: to save space. energy and weight i'm sure we'll come back more to the material aspects later
4: uh, we're a packaging company uh, we're a startup but we're well recognized across the world of wine for bringing what we consider to be the most significant or the most significant innovation in wine bottles in the last two centuries um you asked the question um what is climate crisis um what is climate change it's actually not climate change anymore it's climate crisis or climate emergency Um, If your house is on fire, you don't behave like you're changing home. Uh, You panic and you act in a state of um, crisis or emergency. Our home is on fire. Our planet is on fire. We must act like it's a climate crisis, and emergency, and we'll come back to it further. We believe we should do that by slashing the biggest contributor to carbon footprint in the world of wine, and that is the production movement and recycling of round glass bottles.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Tiago, that
3: was. <laughs> Morning to the, to
5: the West Coast. Uh, so my, my name is Tiago. I've been working for BA Glass the last, I think it's 12 years now. Um, we have been uh, in, a, in an industry that uh, plays in several segments, as you know, <laughs> wine, wine being one of them. I think um, for us uh, climate change is basically one thing is uh, consumers around the world have been behaving not sustainably uh, for too long. So that is the reason why climate change or climate crisis as uh, Santiago put it is in the, in the order of the day Uh, saying that though, I think uh, that for every problem, bigger or smaller, Uh, we need to have a strategy to combat it. And I think that's straight in two vectors. One, first of all, sustainability is not just carbon footprint. There's a lot more to it. And uh, we know now today, uh, thankfully to science, a lot more of things that can contribute to climate change, but also the complete destruction of the raw materials that exists in planet Earth. And second, and I'm sorry to say this because it seems to be um, a very not so well broadcasted by the glass producers. And, uh, and I'm talking more in behalf of European glass producers because US unfortunately has not taken the necessary steps to correct this. Uh, I would like to say that this needs to be a strategy for a long time and it has been for a long time. So it cannot be just because we have a tailwind or because we have you know, a trend that we're now starting to worry about sustainability. Uh, the work done by the industry of glass in the last 50 years has been quite amazing, quite amazing. So I know that this is not a, a knowledge of everyone, but uh, we've been tackling climate change for more than 50 years.
0: Okay, but, um, you'll get there?
5: That? That's that. You'll, you'll oh. have
0: the opportunity to talk about that.
1: <laughs> you, Nicholas, and I'm going to
0: ask you two questions in one. The first one is if wine really does have to come in a glass bottle. And the second one is, is this idea, if the answer is yes, is this an idea from the consumers or from the industry itself?
2: Uh, No, I don't think wine has to come from a glass bottle. Um, It hasn't been the case. Um, Wine wine has uh, seven thousand years history it's probably only for the past 250 years that we've used a glass bottle and Mm -hmm. um, so i don't think it has to be for the vast majority of times it hasn't been in a glass bottle Um, what has changed though is that we we have two expectations today the first one is we we have the wine travel long distances uh, (laughs) where Possibly in the past, it was drunk locally. Um, And so you need a container to carry that. And the second one is that we have uh, a category of wine that is being traded and retraded several times. Uh, And and that requires a container that is neutral. Uh, It can be traded. And when I say that, I'm thinking about uh, some
3: of the greatest wine, or most expensive wine at least, where you expect a a lifespan of uh,
2: several um, decades, sometime a hundred years or more, and that has to be uh, traded uh, today in a glass bottle, uh, because that's the only container that we know of that is able to uh, carry the wine for such a long time.
3: But this represents a small fraction of what the wine industry is, Uh, the vast majority made to last four hundred years. Uh, and for those wines, uh,
2: we could imagine different package uh, packaging sources. OK.
0: You mentioned one thing. You mentioned that wine travels long distances. Um, but we'll get to that as well. Uh, but wine is not necessarily transported long distances in bottles, in glass bottles. In fact, we know uh, yeah, nowadays correct. that. That, glass is transpo- that wine is transported in flexi tanks, for example. And there's more and more, actually, I was reading an article from Justice Robinson and 40% of the wine that gets in the UK is through flexi tanks and not in the wine bottles.
2: Yes, I think it's, um, it would be quite an advancement if uh, in more places in the world than just the UK,
3: which is a leader in uh, bottling you know, on site in the country.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, beyond just sustainability uh, of cost also. Yes. Uh, but uh,
2: I think it could be something that is a little bit more generalized uh, that we for a certain class of wine that uh, a wine gets bulked into a country and bottled at destination rather than going, being bottled at the source. There are many other implications to that. of course, there is labor, uh, labor that is trans you know had to be transferred from one country to another for the bottling. Uh, there is also uh, uh, the uh, uh, just the asset is just not in place today to do that but it, I think it's a, it's a it would be fascinating it's probably i'm I'm gonna guess it's eighty percent of the wines that are travelling that probably could be Bottle like this, and we would drop the carbon footprint of the wine industry tremendously by doing that.
0: Is that something Crimson considers? As Not
3: today, company? because 95% is domestically drunk. Okay. Uh, but I think for, for producers
2: that, that are in countries that are mainly export-driven, uh, I think it would be uh, um, it would be interesting. To do that to look at this okay. yeah
0: we'll definitely get back to that topic with one of the other uh, speakers but regards regarding the, the, the other question I did is this perception that wine you said no wine doesn't have to come in the glass but is it a generalized uh, perception of the wine industry or the wine consumers that it does or do you think that perception does not exist
2: I think it exists but I think it's changing. Okay. I think there are, there are younger consumers that are more receptive to different package types Okay. and that are also very receptive to, uh, an explanation of why that packaging might be better for the environment. Um, and, and yeah, so I think, I think that perception is changing.
0: All right, moving on to Santiago and picking up from what what Nicholas was saying. May I ask you, when you're trying to convey your message in regards to the product you are putting in the market of a flat bottle made out of 100% recycled PET, PET, who is
1: to that message? Is it the consumer or is it the industry?
0: The wine industry?
4: So it's, hard, it's hard to tell, um, but before I answer that question on resistance uh, let me add a couple of points I think to first of all what Tiago said when he um, spoke after me. Um, I agree that sustainability is not just eco-friendliness and when we talk about sustainability and it's something that's important to us from the financial and environmental cost savings that you achieve when you're able to pack bottles um, like books round circle, when you put two circles next to each other you lose all the space except for the area they touch that means a higher carbon footprint but where you have that high carbon footprint you also have financial loss so so thankfully some of the items that nicholas mentioned including moving wine in bulk um is phenomenally
3: important to cutting the carbon footprint and organizations like RAP in the uk have done very interesting studies to show of And for me to say that i believe wine should come in a bottle just that the bottle
4: shouldn't be made of glass always there will always be a place for glass bottles and um, those are bottles that we will um, you know use for celebrations they will be wines that benefit from bottle aging but they will not be the mass market wines that are produced and consumed in the same vintage that are maybe aged in barrel or tank and consumed yeah. within a year for those we need rethink the packaging and I'm um, uh, highly motivated to see the likes of Jancis Robinson well-known master of wine hopefully to anyone um, listening to this um, who's calling into question the need to continue to have a spatially efficient heavy bottle which has an unnecessary and grotesque carbon footprint so there might be resistance out there to what we're doing but actually, we have so much um, excitement and inbound inquiries and projects ongoing um, that if there wasn't that resistance, well, suddenly my team would um, never get to sleep and, and we'd need a significantly greater number of people. So um, resistance is fine in the early days. Um, as Nicholas also correctly pointed out, um, the wine bottle um, is a historic product. Yes. Um, the actual glass bottle Is a 17th century,
3: the glass wine bottle is a 17th century British invention by Sir Ken and Digby. In the 19th century, two centuries ago, the French innovated in the shape. So they created the shapes
4: we know and still use today for the majority of the world Bordeaux and Burgundy shapes. Those originated from the key appellations we know. And so and um, we believe that it's no longer the 17th or 19th century, it's neither the 20th century, it's the 21st century. So the wine world needs a 21st century wine bottle. And it's important
3: to say that it's only a few days or a couple of weeks ago that we announced That's a giant who recognizes the need for sustainability, the competitive advantage through
4: innovation and sustainability, and I'm sure that many of those who might have felt discomfort or, um, you know, were unsure, are probably rethinking. And if not, the pandemic will certainly have shocked many people into rethinking how they do things. There's a lot more I can say on the topic, but I'll keep my, my slots brief to allow everyone else to
0: talk. <laughs> uh, Tiago. Moving on, we said, Nicolas said the bottle, the wine doesn't have to come in a bottle. Uh, Santiago was saying that there is more and more things happening and they're having very very good reactions from from industry and consumers, if I understood correctly, Uh, Santiago, yeah? So, I ask you, Tiago, you work as a glass producer with many industries. And so you have different uh, reactions from each of you. But before I, I ask you, what is the glass industry doing itself? And we'll get there. I ask you, is the wine industry in comparison to other industries, for example, I remember spirits or, or beer industry doing, being proactive in regards to tackle this matter from a climate point of view, because the, glo- the clock is ticking.
5: Um. Let me just say that I also agree that the, the wine doesn't have to come in glass all the time, okay? So it's not, uh, uh, but I think that whoever gets to decide that is the final consumer, no one else. We have to be humble to let the consumer decide on what he perceives that protects the, the value that we are incorporating in, in a bottle. Saying that, uh, I think uh, the wine industry, on contrary to what I can represent a little bit better, uh, the beer industry and the soft drink, power to move this needle of the carbon footprint impact of the glass because it's way more uh, segregated, we're more, more segmented. So one single player doesn't have sometimes the full power to try to move a complete supply chain in terms of packaging material but uh, i think it can go alongside with these uh, with these industries and uh, one of the things that uh, for instance the beer industry has done because they have exactly the same worry because we know consumer aspects regarding sustainability are changing uh, I don't know, and we have also studied that, I don't know if all the time is because of carbon footprint. There's other, as I said, there's other things in sustainability that are also important for the final consumer, like health, like protecting the product, like protecting the tastes, a bunch uh, of, uh, of other ingredients that are useful for this, for this tackling. But there is still things that the wine industry can do. Right. I mean, one of the things that I was commenting actually to Marta a couple of weeks ago is that uh, it takes me a long time. And I remember a particular project, not going to mention who, but it takes me a long time to convince certain wine customers to change for lighter bottles. Right. And there's two reasons for this. One, because
3: there's an added value of
5: high range price wines. And uh, the first guys to notice this actually was Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola took more than 20 years to lightweight their contour iconic bottle because they knew that was significant aspects of uh, the price they could sell it at. But the second is that sometimes the weight is not in line with the price position of the bottle. So there's a lot of cases where wine producers are selling wine bottles in a supermarket very cheap, using a very heavy bottle. And we're talking about differences between 20 to 30% in terms of weight. So there is something that we can do there. Of course, for us, we cannot ignore, and uh, and I think the, the industry is a very old industry, as you said, uh, more than, uh, actually glass was made even before that, but for wine from the 17th century or 18th century, but, The industry has always cared about this because this was a financial issue. I mean, if you are energy dependent, you always have to care in spending less energy in terms of producing your product. And one of the things that actually tickles the change of the industry in terms of what will be the next bottle in, I would say, first we thought one year ago in the next 10 years, and now we know that it can be in the next five years is that as I don't know if you know, but we are as a consortium, all glassing furnace that will reduce our emissions by 50%. And that is just the first stage to be completely CO2 free. So the industry is doing their job. Yes, you're right. In an emergency like this, uh, one year or two months will be even better. And we're obviously waiting for that but uh, today what we know is that that first furnace will come up in 2022 in two years time and there's a lot of learnings that we'll get from that we will be put uh, you know the glass bottle
3: because in Europe the problem is more with
5: transportation for export than actually the transportation to get to the client uh, will put us in a in a better position concerning this unique point of sustainability which is carbon footprint so I think you can, you know, get the wind of other industries because the beer industry, the soft drink industry, Coca-Cola's, Pepsi's, all these guys are pushing really hard to, you know, get to an economy that we can actually have renewable sources of energy in Europe and from that not having to use any fossil fuel.
0: From a climate point of view, do you think that uh, 2025 is On time, given the climate emergency we're in, did the industry start to react in time? From what for presuming, presuming, accepting that we are in a climate emergency,
5: Marta, I think uh, I think uh, for the first time the industry. So up until uh, two years ago, everyone was doing their own stuff. Right, no one wanted together to find a solution to tackle this problem. And that's too, after two years, all the players of glass in Europe have jointly according to invests in these hybrid furnace first, and then further to a full electrical furnace. I think that's a huge improvement. And I think it shows that we are able to understand the urgency of the issue and put every effort that we can in place in order to get to that. Second, and it's obvious, of course, it's not been obvious for all of us uh, right at once, but it's obvious that this is the only thing that uh, puts glass less competitive. The only one. All the others, uh, we have characteristics that no other material can offer. And therefore, I mean, we we need to tackle that because we see a tendency on sustainability by the consumer. Again, not only focusing CO2, but we know that CO2 is extremely important. This is not done alone, because, of course, if we do our job, and as I said, in the last 50 years, we reduce emissions significantly, the weight of the bottle significantly, a lot of things significantly. But if, for example, the energy policy of the European Union doesn't go along with this, then what we will do will be a drop in the ocean. So, and that is also happening
4: reminder, Let me because um, this is becoming a little bit of a long monologue for glass. Let me just say All that right, unfortunately so. for glass, um, when you're pitching glass against PET, whether it's virgin or recycled, it's like pis- pitching me against Usain Bolt for a 100 meter sprint. You start from a whole different level, and this is the issue. I'm very pleased to hear that you accept that there's a space for alternative material. I endorse your point that for certain wines that need the oxygen barrier, that we cannot use the existing materials out there. There are materials coming online that beat PT tenfold, that are a polymer with the lightweight nature of pt like PEF, but they're five, 10 years away. But I think it's that recognition that there needs to be greater acceptance, which is why I'm deeply disappointed of Phoebe's response to Jancis Robinson's article on calling into question the need for glass bottles for the majority of wine out there because it's an irresponsible selfish response in my view and we can go into in more detail later i think your um uh, your honesty and your objectivity Tiagos, puts your industry in a much greater stead than some of your peers who don't unfortunately uh
0: nicholas uh, picking on, on something that uh, Tiago said, and on, so on uh, the first question, does uh, the the weight of the bottle add value
1: to the wine?
3: Give me a lot of marketing questions, um, <laughs> which uh,
2: it's it's the ur- in the wine business we have a lot of urban legends, and. Um, and the weight of the bottle is one of those urban legends where okay. uh, we've, been, we've been told many times <laughs> that, uh, especially for high-end buyers, they value a heavy bottle. To me, it's really not an interesting question to entertain because we have to reduce the weight of the bottle. It's not okay to just. It feels to me it's it's a little greedy to say that. It's like you know I want to sell my product, and so therefore I'm going to use a heavier bottle because I know some of my, I know it's perfectly awful for the planet, and for sustainability. But I'm still going to do it because commercially that's the right thing to do. To to me it sounds like polluting the creek uh, next door or using child labor or it's just doing something unethical and with the sole purpose of selling a product. So um, I I believe that the most important thing that anyone could do in the wine business is take the weight out of the glass bottle. I don't care if you put solar panels, I don't care if you farm biodynamically, I don't care what else you're doing. If you're using heavy glass, you are, of setting any of your other effort and you're lying to yourself. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Santiago, that's a, that's a so that is not a marketing point, that's way more than that. Uh, it's, it's an ethical,
2: it's an, yeah, it's an ethical it's stance.
5: It's an ethical really. point. It's, yeah. Yes, it is. Let, let me just, uh, w- very quick uh, response to that. Uh, if you look at the lightweight that has been done depending on the segments, wine, well, spirits as well, but spirits a little bit different but one is by far the the laggard
0: we'll both, we'll get there yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get get again to them. the to the weights. santiago now we're talking about ethically we have we don't want to call it in any way a trend but
1: the fact is uh, as
0: plastic being the bad guy uh, in the block so to speak and here you are with a 100% peat bottle uh, as a completely disruptive uh, offer for, for the market. Is this material safe, and does it affect the wine in any way, the flavor, the properties, et cetera? Does it affect in any way?
4: So I'll answer that question after
3: I answer the point about the anti-plastic sentiment, um, which is a vocal formed- I don't speak for the plastics industry and I don't speak for plastics in general. There is only one material
4: that is an alternative to make glass bottles at scale and to do that sustainably. And that at the moment is PET. If there is an alternative that comes online that offers scalable sustainability, by that I mean triple bottom line, planet, people and profit, then we will use that. We will be one of the first. We were one of the first in the world to make a bottle entirely from recycled PT. And I'm not talking about the wine industry, I'm talking about the the global industry. You know, the, the world has responded so positively to us because we use shape innovation, but also best in class material. And it's important to look at both because the glass industry would already do themselves a big favor if they tried to be more spatially efficient. The probably best known spatially efficient glass bottle out there is the Johnny Walker bottle and it was squared to fit more bottles on a ship. And that, those benefits, once again, translate to better sustainability, lower costs, both environmental and financial. In answer to your um, question about the performance um, on taste and any impacts, no, um, PET is an inert material. There's no reaction with food or beverages. It is a moderate um, barrier to oxygen and that's its um, uh, only Achilles' heel that it does let in oxygen over time. We treat our bottles with a barrier technology to give us at around a year to 18 months of shelf life subject to style of wine. We believe that's enough for the mass market space, which is why I said very clearly there will remain a space for round glass well, bottles. Yeah. I myself drink wine from round glass bottles still, and I will continue to do so for special occasions, etc. when I want to try a wine that's not existing in an alternative format but there's, yeah. there's no reaction from PET to the wine in, in the bottle, as there is n- mm-hmm. no, no reaction for PET to the many other food and drinks it carries. We use recycled content because it's additionally lower carbon. That's the benefit of recycling materials. You reduce your carbon footprint. It's not just about keeping waste out of the environment, but don't blame the material for the irresponsible habits of several oh. Asian countries who are littering our oceans, some cases with the material that we've sent them to recycle. So everybody needs to um, you know, rise to the challenge of being better. We're far from perfect but we're considerably better than the status quo and that's for me what's important. I hope that we put fire on the people's bottoms so that they kick themselves into action and start to do better because our planet has no more time to waste We've passed 400 parts per million in our atmosphere. We've passed 415 parts per million in our atmosphere. We were at the highest we've gone for talking about global warming was 300 parts per million in the last 800,000 years. We're at the highest level of CO2 emissions in 3 million years. How long are we going to wait to make action? If we hit 450, the pandemic, the problem the pandemic has had, will seem like starters in compared to the banquet that will come to us. So, we should, we should rise the trend. And for wine, we have an unfair advantage that we can start a conversation through a great product because it's so emotional and so experiential. So, we should be making that change as the wine industry because, as I say, we have a, a, an unfair advantage to communicate doing the right thing.
0: Right, but now, in regards to, to the bottle itself, for example, can you downcycle down or upcycle a Garson wine bottle into another Garson wine bottle? just so we understand the material itself?
4: Yes, if we intercept the bottle, we can recycle it back into okay. another bottle. And okay. There are different technologies for recycling.
3: At the moment, we would use mechanical, but there's also... But for us, importantly, it's about by using
4: recycled material. By using PET over glass, we have 77% lower greenhouse gas emissions. And in addition, by using recycled PET over virgin PET, there's a supplemental 79% lower greenhouse gas emissions. At those levels, you cannot argue for mass market wines that will normally be drunk 48 hours after being purchased, within, maybe that night.
0: Tiago, having into account what Santiago is telling us about this offer, what is and when, I mean, you mentioned the furnace and that is a key point, but what other measures and for when uh what is being done by the glass industry to tackle its carbon footprint
5: no on the on the on the perennial uh let's say characteristic of a material i think there i mean i can i can state the obvious but uh the advantage of glass has always been exactly that we can recycle as much as we want we don't lose anything but most important of all which is actually coming to to the stage at this point is the recyclability of plastic materials and other types of materials contrary to glass and metal it's still in its very infancy okay but let's talk
0: about glass in this case
5: what is the glass
0: industry doing
5: this is to the point this is to the point which means that the recycling today that exists and only in europe because this is the place where, where we're staying it covers already 75% of glass is recovered, which is something that no other material still can do, and people are used to do that. Of course, this is not enough. We want to reach 90%, and there's in place again, uh, like uh, you know, an association for all the producers, all the treaters of um, of garbage or materials or recycling materials, all the municipalities to be launched from June 30th in Europe to reach the 90% recyclability until 2030. But the point here is very important when I was talking about all the other materials recyclability because the toxicology that we need to study on mechanical recyclability of the other materials is still unknown, is a new industry, as it
3: was the plastics industry in the 50s.
5: contrary to what uh, to what uh, Santiago said plastic is not an inert material plastic prevents that uh, contamination but has a migration plastic permeability. are you talking
4: about Thiago why don't you speak specific to the polymers because there's many complex polymers so please of course, of course. to the polymer I'm talking about PET, I'm not talking about any of the others, so if you can be specific. Uh,
3: I, will, I, I will be this.
5: specific. The problem with recyclability is that you need to have only PET bottles to do that recycling. And that, for the vast majority of population in Europe, is still going to have to be, in certain countries, some are more advanced than others, in certain countries will have to be a separation process that is very, very difficult. So I'm not saying that that will not be a solution. What I'm just saying is that what we're doing is to have as much as recyclability we can in glass because that saves uh, anything from Mother Earth. So we're not getting sand or soda ash from Mother Earth. We use it continually. Theoretically, we can get to putting in the furnace almost 100%, which will lower the carbon footprint enormously. Add that to the new furnace, and again, The objective of the glass industry today very clear is that carbon footprint will no longer be an issue in the next 10 to 15 years
0: but won't that be too late 10 to 15 years isn't that too late
5: i don't think it will and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why it will not be
3: because is
5: more of a problem than it is europe because as, as santiago said and very very wisely in europe we already have ways of behaving there are way more sustainability consciousness than the rest of the world but if we continue to drop our emissions as we are in the european union with all the other things that the governments are doing and industry is doing together with this it will be in time to do it
0: because but yeah let, you still haven't answered the question on what exactly is the glass industry so i'm going to give santiago the possibility also to to talk about this question of the difference between the various types of plastic and the ones you're using in particular and then i'll go back to you so you can talk about when and when are we expecting measures more measures so you can talk to, uh, about them about the glass industry santiago
4: unfortunately the data doesn't um the data i have seen um, shows that pt bottles are recycled at a higher rate in the uk than glass bottles, so I, I do counter what um, cargo's position is. Um, the data I have seen shows 74% of pt bottles um, being intercepted for recycling and being recycled. 99% of local councils in the UK collect pt bottles. If you look at successful countries like Norway, it's nearly perfect. It's of
3: the 95 to 98% interception for recycling. why we cannot um, introduce the systems beggars belief. Um, I repeat, I'm not um, a plastics
4: expert or a polymer expert. I have um, those who are advisors to me. I look at the impartiality of the data. I came into the wine industry and in, in the packaging space just a couple of years ago, and I made the decision of what to choose based on the data that was out there. I'm not affiliated to anybody. I can do it. Our company can do exactly as we want. We will do what's right for the health of our planet and at the moment that is using recycled PET to create an attractive bottle that you can never lightweight a glass bottle to come even remotely close to it. Lightweighting a glass bottle is like putting shiny rims on a wheelie bin. It's just not gonna make the wheelie bin look any better. And so, you know, as I say, I, I see the space for glass bottles. I wish there was more attempt in the glass industry to
3: create beautiful decanters for in the house, so that in packaging that was more low carbon footprint
4: and then the fancy heavy glass product can move from the dining table to the dishwasher from the kitchen to the living room carried by a person you know a better exercise heavier product right in the home looks amazing you know all the ornateness necessary But when you have such complex supply chains, when you have wine being produced in Argentina and consumed in Shanghai, how on earth are we still using heavy glass bottles, um, beggars belief. And, And I'm pretty clear that Greta Thunberg's generation, when they come of drinking age, will not drink wine from a heavy glass bottle because by then it will be evidently clear that it's got a grotesque and unnecessary carbon footprint. And don't take my word from it take a listen to what Jancis Robinson has to say, Andrew Jefford, and other leading
3: experts in wine, who the, at, at the end of the day are part of that heritage. For us, it was about creating a 21st century. ...to boxes or bags or putting it into cartons or cans that
4: lacks the emotional, or the experiential, but a bottle that looks beautiful, but that has that sort of benefit. lighter if you take comparison to a an average 500 gram wine bottle.
0: Nicholas, we have. I'll go back to you, Tiago. We have wine and PT here. Uh, Nicholas, what are are the types of materials would your company, for example, consider packaging wine in? I know you did a great job in terms of reducing the glass of your own bottle with a huge impact. But do you consider other materials?
3: We do.
2: And yes, I think it's important not to uh, to have the entire conversation only about the containers. Uh, there are other parts of the packaging. Maybe we'll get it. We'll yeah, that's one of the
0: questions uh, I have for you. Don't uh, worry. Don't worry.
2: Uh, we'll get there. We
0: uh, Reg- got over packaging, uh, namely, we'll we'll get uh, there.
2: It. So it's just not like a a boxing game. Uh, PET bottle against a glass bottle. Um, yes, there are other uh, material I would consider. So first, talking about crimson, we we bottle wine or we package wine that retails for more than $26 a bottle on average. Yeah. So our, our price point is already uh, nice. elevated uh, uh, versus uh, uh, the average wine industry here. Uh, that being said, uh, we do have wines that sell for around $15. Um, and, uh, uh, and for those wine in particular, I think an alternative package, uh is is quite uh is quite interesting so the one the one that i've looked at uh, and i'm always interested in looking at more are anything that touches pet in general um so pet is not only in bottles it's also uh in a bag in the box yeah um uh, also uh
3: um, looking at uh, tetraprisma uh the uh, yes. uh, uh whether you, you milk you milk a- shipping in bulk, such as as, uh, uh, stainless steel kegs, like the beer, uh,
2: for uh, 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 on-premise or restaurant consumption where the wine doesn't actually go into any package uh, whatsoever, and it's a a package that can go back to the producer and be refilled again. So that's a very interesting package. We do actually a a fair amount of uh, keg business ourselves uh, in the United States. Uh, We could also consider the aluminum can, I think it's an interesting package uh, to look at and uh, uh, possibly the uh, uh, material called the uh, Astra pouch, which is also a plastic and aluminum uh, uh, package, you might have seen it's like a little bag that you can carry. Yes, yes. uh, It's very, very light package also. They they all have their advantages and issues uh, uh, from the oxygen permeability to the recyclability, um, but all of those are something in common, which is the weight which is really the main issue we have in the glass industry is the weight yeah transportation cost and material cost
0: yeah now tell me one thing you mentioned and that's one of the questions i had to you for you is there there are other uh, elements of the packaging that are also unsustainable for example when we talk about overpackaging or when we talk about the embossing and the varnishes in a beautiful packaging that looks amazing on the shelf but that it occupies the double of space that it needs. Are those elements that you address as well?
3: Uh, because we use a, a paper label. Uh, many many of those uh, most of those paper labels are
2: um, they're burnt uh, in a recycling process. Uh, so they they're they're kind of fuel for the process. I think that's a very interesting area to look at. But again the uh, uh, the, the, the bottle itself, the container is such a large, uh, fraction
3: of, of the, uh, covered footprint, uh, um, yeah. of. We fix this part, all the others
2: are, they don't matter that much. They do matter. Everything matters, but, um, you know, we could, we could go in long conversation about cork, versus crew cap or whatever, but, uh, the, that package that glass bottle that pet bottle the transportation of wine where it's bottled is such an important part of the carbon footprint that if we don't address that everything else is just a sideshow
0: in my mind all right tiago yeah, let's let's go back to the elephant so to speak so and what what is the lightest bottle being commercialized uh, in terms of glass
5: 75 centiliters
0: Yes. Yes. Sorry. Wine Wine bottle,
5: the bottle. There's uh, some cases 340 grams.
0: All right. And is that can that be beautiful? Can you can that be shaped in a, f- a flat bottle, for example, like Santiago's, or can that be a beautiful object perceived as on the shelf
5: by uh, no, consumers? Only because of the height. So this is a Bordeaux bottle, and of course, if you want to lower the the, the weight more, you have to lower the white. I would say that in a normal uh, height that can look at the same, at least, or uh, be a little more elegant in the terms of a uh, uh, supermarket uh, shelf, it's the 300 uh, 300 millimeters high, which can be 370 grams as a, as a
3: whole. Because, I mean, if you...
5: means that the, pri- the, the weight will be a lot, a lot higher. So yes, you can save on transportation, but you will not save at all in carbon footprint because you put a lot more weight that does not compensate the distribution. Uh, the Johnny Walker example, I like the bottle as well. Uh, it's perfect to fit in all the containers, but it's uh, so heavy that uh, you 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 get you, you cannot offset what you are saving in, in transportation. Uh, on the bulk wine, just
3: one, one note, fill a
5: lot of bulk wine coming from US, okay? So it's, just, it's not just the labor, because German labor is actually more expensive than uh, much of other countries, but there are some initiatives as well of bringing bulk wine to Germany and fill it there because also a, a good market for it.
0: Going back to the elephants and going to the previous question, what is the industry, glass industry doing exactly besides the furnace to tackle this matter?
5: Well, and I mean, when
0: again? Uh,
5: so the, the furnace is by far the most uh, disruptive innovation that was found in the next two, yeah, in the last two years. I think it's uh, it's, that is the main way because as Nicholas said, if we don't tackle that, that's testing significantly on renewable sources of energy. I mean, um, not only PA, but solar panels, wind power, I mean, in everything we
1: can
3: to minimize the need of fossil fuel. These million euros deal. things that
5: are financed, but it's done is not done for the glass industry, which is. Uh, alternatives to capture CO2 within the glass industry. Okay, so this will be a research project that I believe many will follow. The technology, so the the builders of the machines and the processes to build bottles to make them lightweight with the same resistance, some of the things are already there and I think they need to be more applied to wine because in the beer industry the job done was amazingly good. Uh, but uh, all these guys are also building new machines with new processes that eventually will also help on that lightweight. But as I normally say, and as Nicholas said, I mean, yes, we can go 20% more, 30% more in lightweighting again. If we don't solve the source of energy issue and the CO2, then we will get nowhere. So I think uh, the 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 motion is set. And uh, I, I mean, from what I've seen in the last six months actually the collaboration of all the research power that we might have in the industry is working in perfect harmony so I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Santiago you you come from a material that has been uh, I mean I mentioned it has uh, you said it was a minor, but indeed if you think of it's not judgment plastic is sometimes seen as a villain I know I think you mentioned uh, uh, some time ago not some time ago that you are partnering also with Ellen MacArthur, MacArthur Foundation? Yes, regarding this?
4: Uh, yes, we've been invited to join the C100 network, which is yeah. the leading
3: circular economy network, which will encourage yeah. us to be... ...significantly better than the status quo. The status
4: quo to me is an average round glass bottle.
0: All right, but looking at your material as well, what can what can make it even better from where you stand from well, the the moment, entrance...
4: it's the interception of the bottles back into a closed loop system but even if we're not and they are becoming other products in a recycling system then we are still um, by miles better off we've also developed the bottles specifically this bottle packs in two directions that we're cutting pretty much all the airspace in the case because that's also a significant issue. So, there are many, and it's probably too complex. I will draw to your attention that there are questions coming in on the chat feature, and I've seen someone ask, Are you seeing these questions? So, I, uh, sh- I should draw that to your attention as the hour comes to a close. I'm more than happy.
3: Uh, to- sorry, sorry,
0: yes,
4: to give question time, and, and uh, please do so. Um, but whilst you um work out the um the question um format as i say um i'm i'm um
0: yes one of the bo- one of the questions is, if the, is bo- if the flat but if the flat bottles are being reused by
4: Nicholas's positivity towards innovation um that's great um so
1: thank you
0: are the flat bottles being reused that's one of the questions for example
3: yeah we're reused Sound great, But it's not always great when you have to bring the bottles back
4: for a long distance to wash them and prepare them to be refilled. Um, Wine is bottled in some countries and moves much further afield. Um, In those instances, by trying to bring the bottle back to a central location, we might increase the carbon footprint. So if you have a very close model, like um, a, a milk model, where there's a local dairy and local consumers in homes, then that circular model works quite beautifully. And that's why we see that um, resurging. When you have a South African wine being consumed in New York City, trying to bring that bottle back to reuse it is, um, to my understanding, not advisable. One of our advisors, Sarah Greenwood, is a reusable packaging expert. And so we will start to look at that. And we're still small, we'll, ra- we'll rapidly increase the projects we have in the pipeline for 2020 and 2021. Uh, rest assured, um, we will always um, do what is best, we will do what is right, and we will innovate ahead of the curve, whether that's reuse or change of material.
0: Right. Uh, Nicholas, why are most winemakers still using heavy bottles for their premium wines?
2: I
3: think it comes from the belief that the consumer is looking for a heavy bottle.
1: Show
0: us the data. I have a, a one here that says, "Stop arguing about materials. Show us the data." Is there any data that that stands for what you're saying? For example, that consumer wants a heavier bottle. Now that's a marketing question.
2: I, yeah, I've seen some old data. Um, I would have to go look for it but i've seen some aged data that showed a preference uh, in store when people pick up the bottle um for something heavier but i don't know if we can and that data is usually very local and okay. also it's it's a little old i think it's and um and and um is I don't think the consumer has had all the facts in front of them to make that decision. Like, I don't think they, 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 they understand yet. I think it's becoming more common for people to understand that, um, that that choice of choosing a heavier bottle might not be the best choice for the planet.
5: Yeah.
0: Right. We're saying people are keeping asking about data, that we need data. For example, I, do you I have- I agree
5: with that. Can, I, can I add something to help on the lightweight? Um, Jackson Family Wines actually presented a case in the last climate change summit here in Portland mm-hmm. that they have tested exactly to lower the weight and still
3: the evidence that I've seen
5: that uh, it didn't matter on the choice for that price positioning, I don't remember the wine that it was now, okay? Because other studies we've seen, uh, you know, sometimes the weight is a is a, is a brand activator. I but did. I you did.
3: Say uh, the to take. To
1: take.
3: Fr-
2: can, can I? Can I add one more thing yeah, about sure, sorry. what Chago said? So. Even though I think the research, which would be nice to have, it would be um, it would be great to do. Though I think again, it doesn't matter because we have to reduce that carbon footprint. But um, I have seen in switch that we've made or I've made in the past with multiple brands that when we take the weight out of the glass, there hasn't been any negative impact on sales. So it's not a large survey across multi continent, but at least on some brands that i've worked on taking glass out as at this point never resulted in a drop in sale
4: yeah, I, I should probably add that we keep on talking about the consumer but there's so many consumers across the world of wine of so many different demographics in so many different countries of so many different ages are we talking about a pre-covid world consumer a post-covid world consumer i think things are also are so much changing and and I'm on the point of Data, there are lots of interesting studies. Jackson Family Wines have done. California, sustainable wine growers. You know, there's many contrator have put out studies in terms of the impact. You know, it, pretty much they all say exactly the same thing that Nicholas said before. There is this one thing that we have to sort out. And that is the energy and, and so resulting carbon footprint from not just the production of the glass bottle. The furnace is a great initiative. You still have to move that bottle away from the furnace to get filled, to get moved to the consumer, to hopefully get recycled, all that movement. If you move a glass bottle a hundred miles to wash it or to recycle it, you might as well destroy it there and create a new one at source because it's carbon footprint of moving it through the supply chain. So someone wants data. There's some really interesting studies. One that I um, use and is really helpful is the cambridge institute of sustainable leadership they have published several reports
3: on sustainable packaging and also the material t- monopolies and the nordics create lcas
4: looking across all the packaging across their, their their stores that's really impartial objective really helpful um if anyone who's listening to this wants access to those links we will more than happily provide them please ma- uh, email myself or the team on hello at garsonwines.com we will provide you links for lots of enjoyable reading but, but look at the studies
3: in my view that come from independent um specific companies that might have a uh, a reason
4: for uh, tweaking data because that's the problem with lcas um, so we have
0: here more questions, for example, um, we're not talking about boxed wines. Nicholas, maybe you would, be, would like to say something about that, boxed wines. And again, a lot on the consumer. Should we be educating the consumer? Are we educating the consumer as a wine industry?
2: We're not. I think what we're telling the consumer, actually, is that uh, anything else than a glass bottle is cheap. Uh, and we are uh, telling that to the consumer by consistently uh, pricing, putting wine in those packaging that are at the entry level, and by um, charging a price for those wines that is low. So I think what we've been telling f- to the consumer for uh, decades is that if it doesn't come in a glass bottle, uh, it's not good wine. And so that's again,
0: it starts in the industry, the perception, not in the consumer. And yet the, cons- the industry, the industry yes, knows yes. this, but it's not doing enough yet. That's a given yes. fact. All right. Yeah,
2: yes, and, and uh, um, it's unfortunate that uh, um, there's an easy association uh, between high-end wine producer
3: that will likely be using glass for a long period, for the reason we've talked about earlier, because that... Is the only container that allow you to trade wines for decades
2: and uh, and uh, centuries, um, and so that the image of something premium in our in our business is associated with a glass bottle. Uh, Do you have... I think it's a dis- it's a disservice. Absolutely, it's a disservice to our industry.
0: I have one more question to Tiago and to Santiago. Tiago, refillable bottles which is even, we didn't go go to recycling in any of the materials, reusable bottles, which is something that we grew up with in Portugal. I know it still exists in other countries. Is this a more climate friendly option than what what you have in terms of recycling glass, for example?
5: It is is, uh, way more climate friendly. The point is what Santiago posted, is that uh, if you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, closed area, uh, and for instance Germany still uses in a lot of segments not wine, but uses in beer, in soft drinks, in
3: terms of carbon footprint alone
5: is way more advantageous than the the one way. The point is that, and mainly in Europe, most of the wine countries are exporters, and uh, and being exporters, uh, that doesn't make any sense in the carbon footprint. Uh, there is also another point, which is a marketing point, And the reason why uh, some of the countries in Europe still defend a lot of the returnable system because it's a protection system. And that has been uh, several times issued in the European Union because it doesn't allow any beer that wants to sell in Germany it cannot sell, has to pay a lot more to put its brand and its bottle being PT, being, uh, being, uh, being glass than if it's not. So, I mean, um, it is for a very local perspective, it can be a solution. Uh, but then uh, for export, it's uh, it's no longer a solution. Furthermore, it has uh, also, in terms of innovation of brand or image or To a complete standard model of bottle and only use that, so, uh, okay. which I don't know if all the companies would like to do, but of course it's uh, it's also to to worry about.
4: Right on the point of Is data it? and on refillables, you'd need to reuse a glass bottle twenty times, twenty-two zero, before it had the same carbon footprint as a PET bottle used once, as long as that bottle was made from sixty percent recycled content. Once again, after this um, talk, someone can reach out if they want, and I'll ping them the study that has that um in it so there is i think um tiago mentioned the space if you're fortunate enough to live in a town that has a lot of wine producers and you can uh, you know cycle to your local winery and get wine out of a out of a vat or something and fill it then yes maybe that's a great solution because you can then
3: also wash that bottle much easier in a dishwasher at home you couldn't do that with a pt bottle it would lose its shape I cannot cycle anywhere to fill my wine from a bottle.
4: I drink wine from right across the world. It's not realistic to refill those bottles. So unfortunately, what you know, one of the beauties of the world of wine is also its trouble. The fact that we like to enjoy wines from right across the world and they're so far. You, know, you see a space like China, which is massively booming. Yeah, how how are we going to get the refillables there? So um, I, it's, it's, I don't think it's an option. But one, I think one of the points that we might hopefully all agree to is that it shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all. And this is oh. the issue. We need to have courses for courses. And mm-hmm. with wine, the round glass bottle has a dominant position that's no longer sustainable. In my view, it's no longer acceptable. We at Gas on Wines will do all we can to challenge its dominant position. But there will always be space for a round glass bottle just not to have the dominant position it has. It's had that way too long and it's, it's served its time.
0: Santiago, one of the questions, and to finish, and I'll just ask a final quote from each of you. Have you had feedback from consumers regarding your bottle?
4: Uh, I've had, we've had plenty of feedback. Um, journalists, influencers, business leaders. Um, I've had a letter written to me by Sir David Attenborough wishing me best of luck with what I'm doing. Um, if there's an endorsement, I think that is quite one for a two-year-old startup. Um, so, yes, jump onto um, social media, you'll have plenty of love, but you'll also have plenty of moaning vocal minority. I don't listen to them, I listen to the data.
0: So, listening to all of you, one last question, that it's either one or the other. Who should we educate? Is it the consumer or is it the industry, or the wine producers?
4: I think Mother Nature will do the job. She's doing it pretty well at the moment with the pandemic, and so we can either choose to jump into action and make things in a more, um, you know, civilized way, or rest assured and um, this will self-correct in ten years' time. Um, it we'll is it
0: self-correcting already?
4: Correct, and it will massively self-correct. This is, as I say, um, this is the this is the appetizer, not even the starter. The main course is on its way.
0: Yes. Uh, Nicholas or
4: Nicholas? Yes, um,
2: I think it would be good for producers, um, especially producers that are uh, part of the POTO protocol to to come together and have an opinion about those things uh, and uh, start uh, experimenting or going a little bit, to be a little bit more bold on the packaging yeah. side of things. Uh, and we, we can't wait for the glass industry, you know, five or six years for the glass industry to lower its carbon footprint and then another five or six years of experiment. And I think we do have to, uh, um, that's why my company decided to drop our, weight, our glass weight by um, 15% uh, across the board. It was, um, and we decided to do it without a study
3: we just thought you know what it doesn't matter we have to go forward we have to do something uh, And if we all know what studies say sometimes they say one thing and then the week after they say something else and we know what's
2: right what's right is to lower the carbon footprint of our business so and packaging and glass in particular is where it is so let's do it
0: tiago yeah.
5: Uh, I think we do it. I mean, I can uh, I can acknowledge the fact that the industry is very old and sometimes takes some time to take the decision, but I think glass not only is doing it, and if
3: are saying, because
5: in the last three years, it's amazing how sustainability image of glass has increased. So, you know, the sales of oral glass producers in Europe in segments that we were never competitive, are going up, and they are going up because there is a perception that there's a lot more to say about sustainability that is important in health, that is important in uh, transmissions, that is important in carbon footprint as well. And I think the industry is doing uh, probably faster now than it was before, and that is not an excuse, but that was always, always in the minds of the blast industry, at least in Europe, because it was just too expensive to spend so much energy. So it's a, it's a natural cause. I'm um, really hopeful to see the results, uh, but in the end, I think uh, we should not, uh, we have to be humble enough to leave the population and the consumer to choose. Of course, they have to be well informed. I'm uh, completely in favor of that, but we cannot be presumptuous that we need to educate on something we believe it's better. I think the overall population, the, not, the new millennials, the Greta Thunberg generation, let them choose let them tackle the way and say what we need to do in order to have a better planet for our grandchildren. So if we listen to that, I think every one of us wants the best. And uh, and I think um, even on the returnable that we were talking about, the objective of all of us, but by recycling and by doing different shapes and being marketing, having all the tools in our hands, but at the same time, not polluting the the planet. So I think the objective is exactly the same. Who will get there faster? I don't know, we'll see.
0: All right, but for the new generation to uh, decide, it's better that they are well informed of everything. Of course, of course. We're gonna have to finish this. I know we have not been able to answer all the questions. We focused a lot on the material indeed, because the material itself will lead us talking here for hours, debating with different opinions. I thank you all for being here. Um, let's educate. Thank you very much, Nicholas. I think, yes, Porto Protocol can, have, can, have, can take the initiative of gathering its members and having them do more. And that's and, uh, starting with you and starting with Tiago and Santiago. Santiago is already doing it, Tiago as well. And you as well, and your example. Uh, thank you very much, uh, the three of you. I'm going to stop the YouTube live. Thank you, everyone on the other side. Sorry, we couldn't answer all your questions do send it to us if you want and we'll keep on talking about this matter thank you
2: thank you thanks thank you
0: all right It stopped
1: thank you okay thank you all
0: congratulations
1: all